0: Welcome back to Age Space Money, the podcast that gives you insights, ideas and perspectives on anything to do with elderly care and finance. I'm Annabelle James and I founded Age Space, which is a one stop online resource for anybody like me looking after or caring for their oldies. And I'm Jason
1: Butler. I'm a personal finance expert and author of Money Moments, Simple Steps to Financial
0: Wellbeing. Brilliant. So great to have you with us again, Jason. So today we're going to talk about funding care, which is, oh, it's that really big, nasty, ugly subject, Mm. isn't it, that everybody worries about? And how do you think we should be thinking about funding care?
1: Well, you're right. It is the elephant in the room, isn't it? Mm. You know, we're all getting older. If you are 60, you've got a 50 percent chance of living beyond 90. Yeah. If you're 40, you've got a 50% chance of living beyond 95. Mm. If you're 20, remember those days? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> but you've got a 50% chance of living beyond 100. So mm. rather than think about uh, getting old, think about that as staying young for longer. Yeah. OK. Okay. People have likened the sort of phases of your life to when you first sort of ease off from work. It's the go-go years. You know, you've still got <laughs> stuff going in you and you, you've still got money and you've got the wherewithal and you, you're enjoying life. And then you've got the uh, the go slow years, which is when you start easing down, probably from about 75 onwards. Mm. You're still active, you're still doing things. And then you've got the no-go years, which is probably okay. mid to late 80s and onwards. Mm. And that's the area where care fees come into it. Yeah. Now, now, of course, there are variations on that in that some people need help in their home just to do the basics. And other people got multiple health issues mm. and they need lots of help in a residential setting. Mm. So there's a real <clears throat> wide variation. But one thing's for sure, there's a very good chance that most of us are going to need some kind of help at some stage when we're older. Yeah. Right? Now, the reason why it's uh, it's been kicked into touch for so long, care funding, and why it's a bit of a a mishmash of stuff Mm -hmm. that no one really quite understands and it's not that fair and not really equitable is because it's expensive and no one wants to pay the true cost of it. The issue to think about with care is there's a good chance that you're going to need to either fund care of some description... If you've got anything more than the means-tested amount, and that's twenty three thousand five hundred pounds, it is at the moment. Yeah, and slightly different in Scotland and Wales and Northern Ireland. Yeah,
0: and does that twenty three thousand pounds does that include the house? Is that for both of you? Is that I think that's so. If my mum ends up in a home, Mm -hmm. my dad's in the marital home, Mm -hmm. it's not included in that in that sum, is it? Not
1: if someone else is living in the house. No.
0: The other thing is where you get the funding from, really, isn't it? So you've got to get an assessment from the local authority and they'll decide whether or not you're eligible for funding. Yeah, I
1: mean whether you've got money or you haven't got money.
0: Yeah. You're entitled to have the local
1: authority assess your care needs. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Now, the the bit that a lot of people don't realize is that obviously there's a quantum, isn't there? There's mm. if your needs are very complex and they meet a really really strict assessment mm. for NHS continuing care, yep. then all of your care is funded by the NHS. Yeah. Okay. Now, that's a very small number of people. Mm. At the other end of the spectrum, there is, you know, you you just need long-term care. And if you've got more than the means-tested threshold, you have to pay it all yourself. Yeah. Okay. Until you don't have any money. Mm -hmm. And then there's there's actually some people, a lot more people who qualify for some contribution from the NHS Mm -hmm. if you need some form of nursing care, not just long-term care, but some nursing component. Yeah. In which case you can actually get the NHS to pay towards your spending, Mm -hmm. uh, your care costs, Mm -hmm. if you have a nursing component. Yeah. But the, the the point here is it starts from having the assessment. That's yeah. the first thing. Mm. Now, how you're going to fund it, well, obviously, uh, if you've got pension income, you've got annuities, you've got dividends, that's your first port of call. But mm. there are lots and lots of ways of actually approaching it. And it, what's right for you will depend on whether there's another spouse that still doesn't need care and what their needs are. Mm. So it's not, not simple, and that's why a lot of people don't want to address it. But the, the, mm. here's the big takeaway is that, address the potential for needing long-term care before you or your parents or relatives need it and say, what if, how would I, what would it cost, where I want to go? And that's when we were talking earlier, Annabelle,
0: what did we say? We said about having conversations. Yeah, so when people ask me, I always say, I think there are three questions you need to ask your parents. Where do you want to live when you get really old? If you need care, what kind of care do you want? Do you want to be in a care home or do you want to have care at home? And then, of course, the third big question is, how are you going to fund it? And those three questions together really shape how people can start to think about the long term, really, and whether it is going to be at home or in a care home setting. You know, what other some people have done that I've come across is, you know, they think it's going to cost 1,500 quid a week to be in a care home. So you just times that by four, times that by 12, times that by 20, and you've got this massive number <laughs> potentially that you think, you know, you're going to have to pay to put to have somebody in a care home for 10, 15 years. But there are obviously different ways to think about yeah, it.
1: Yeah, I'm not sure that's right. I mean, yes, obviously the most expensive part of the country that needs, you know, very complex, you've got dementia unit or something mm. like that, they are the most expensive. But the average person's claim in, in a care home is not even more than four and a half years. Yeah. That's the average. It's not 20 years. Yes, there are a small number of people who are the outliers, as we call it, yeah. who who live quite a long period of time. But most care home, high expensive care home settings are probably less than five years. It depends on what the where in the country and depends on what the ailment is and so mm-hmm. on. Having a conversation with people we're talking about who might need the care—that's mm. the first part. Yeah, and that, you've got to have that. And we talked before about lasting powers of attorney. Yeah, you have to have these conversations. Mm. And thinking about where you would take the money, I mean, this is where a good independent financial advisor or a financial planner, you know, on a fixed fee basis, and we'll come back to choosing advice in a minute, yeah. they can really be worth their weight in gold because they can help model scenarios for you and work mm. out kind of how things might need to change if this happens. Okay. And they can make sure that kind of you've got your what I call your what-if scenario and your scenario planning so that you know if this happens then we could do that. You don't
0: have to have all the answers. No. You don't necessarily need to have all the but money. You just need to have some sense of yeah. where you want to be. Yeah. So in terms of that planning, can you maybe explain a little bit more about what sort of different things you somebody might be able to advise you to do? Is that about setting up a trust or, I don't know, thinking about the house?
1: Yeah, well, my views are a bit different to most people here. There are there are organisations that go around the country selling seminars to show you how to protect your assets against long term care fees. Yeah, and I'm totally against that. Right? If if, if I'm a person needing long term care, yeah, Oh well, no, if I want care, yeah. Right? I want I want to be like Mr. Grace on the Are you being served? <laughs> I, I want to be looked after with the best staff, <laughs> the nicest food. If yeah. I'm old and falling apart, or I'm or I need care, mm. I want to be treated with dignity, respect. I want the best quality care I can possibly be a fool. And if I've deprived myself of my assets yep. or given them away or put them in some complicated trust, mm. then I'm losing the control. I'm losing the choice. Yep. And I'm losing that kind of self-determination. And I get whatever the local authority are prepared to pay, yep. assuming that they, of course, don't attack any planning I've done. And yeah. this is the problem. If you start giving assets away or wrapping your house up in a trust, apart from the complexity of it all, yeah. right? Yeah. The local authority can and now increasingly will attack that as what we call a deliberate deprivation of assets, which means it can be added back in. And it's just not right. right. So here's the point. The first consideration should be working out where and how you might fund it from your existing resources and your existing income Mm -hmm. and the kind of what-if scenarios. As I say, in terms of estate planning, there's nothing wrong with while you're fit and well making small gifts to people or gifts out of income or Mm. uh, small amounts to different family members or loaning, even loaning money to family. You can loan money because okay, that's not out of your estate and it can be repaid. So there's lots of things you can do to sort of um, help the family. But the first person you've got to help is yourself if you are likely to need care. And sure. it's a 50% chance you're going to live into your 90s. Okay, But other things you can do, I mean, if you do need care, whether that's in home or whatever, mm. then you can actually buy an immediate care annuity. Now, whether these are good value or not depends on, what they cost at the time. This is where you give a lump of money over to an insurance company and they pay a guaranteed amount until you die. Yeah. Now, if you've got health issues, say you've got multiple health issues, lots of people who need long-term care have two or three or even four health issues, Mm. they'll pay you more income or rather charge you less for the income Mm. than someone who's fit as a fiddle but they've lost their mental capacity. So that person's going to have to you know, pay more or get less income. Okay. Now, care annuity, all it does is enable you to move the risk of someone living more than four or five years, which is the typical care fee, mm-hmm. to the insurance company. Right. Okay? So if the history of your family is everyone lives forever, mm-hmm. you know, to the 100 and whatever, then um, you want to be like Henry Catchpole. Hmm. He took an annuity out. He was a First World War veteran. He took an annuity out when he was 65 and he lived to 114. Brilliant. And the insurance company Ooh. changed five times in that time and they never made any money on him. Nice. So annuities are a great value if you live too long. Poor okay. value if you die tomorrow. Yep. So the question for some families is, should we buy some insurance to provide an immediate lifetime income to meet some of the fees yep. so that we can so hopefully hedge our, our bets. And it's very rare that you would buy an annuity to meet all of the care fees because no one knows how long they're going to live. But you might take the view that mum and dad have got a very large portfolio, the dividends mm. and, and the rental income from their house is enough, yep. in which case you know, you're know, you just giving away the inflows that are coming into the family for the care fees and the
0: capital hopefully will still be intact. People don't get annuities anymore. Is that all to do with final salary pensions or that everything's changed with annuities hasn't it well you're talking
1: here about pension annuities you're talking about taking a pension pot and buying a guaranteed income okay they still exist and in fact converting your pension into a lifetime income whether that's for if you've got good health you'll get a certain level of income if you've got poor health you'll get even higher level of income that decision on how you take your pension benefits and including if you've got a defined Benefit pension, like the BBC have got, the NHS, firefighters, etc. That's another decision as to whether you should give those benefits up in lieu lieu of a big lump sum. That's all interlinked with your care needs in later life. And here's the thing. If you're going to need care and you're going to live a long time, Mm. you probably want a defined benefit pension. You probably want what we call an impaired life pension pension annuity from your pension pot. Okay. And if you're relying on investments, you might actually find out that the investments get dissipated and you run out of money. Yeah. So there's there's three issues there, isn't there? There's getting the discussion about yep. care fees and what your preferences mm-hmm. are and putting your own interests first before the rest of the family. Yep. There's thinking very carefully um, about... Your pension assets that we just said, whether you've got money purchase pensions or defined benefits pensions, mm. and thinking about what if any use of an immediate care fees annuity, where we get a guaranteed income for the rest of our life for giving up some cash, and or how that fits into the rest of our assets. And as I said, a good fee based independent financial advisor who specialises in later life planning.
0: So that's uh, solar, isn't it? Solar, yes. They, and a they're solar registered. A, yes, a
1: solar with accredited solar. independent and that's financial society advisor. Society of Later Life Advisors. Yes, yes. Now okay. they are worth their weight in gold, yeah. but. They're not necessary. They tend to come into their own when you're actually at the point of needing care. Okay. But I still really, really strongly recommend that you you deal with this and at least approach it as part of your comprehensive planning yeah. before you need care. Perfect. Makes sense.
0: Yeah. Now I think uh, right, that's it. I am. I'm off to do some care fee planning. Good stuff. <laughs> Thank you very much. And that was Age Space Money. If you've enjoyed this episode and it's been useful, please do rate and review us so more people can find us. You can listen and subscribe to Agespace Money on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts by clicking on the subscribe button. And you can find lots more information about some of the issues we've talked about and all the things we do at hspace.org. Do join our forums or suggest ideas for topics to discuss via info at agespace.org. And there are more editions of the Age Space Money podcast about equity release, legal powers of attorney, making wills, and getting yourself financially organized. Thank you so much for listening. Hope you can tune in next time.